0: I don't know about you, but I've got a hunger for some great sports history knowledge. And In this episode of the Sports Jersey Dispatch, it is all Rams, as Rick Loiza talks Kurt Warner and Darren backfills with some great Rams franchise history, and it's all coming up for you in just a moment. Hi, my name is Darren Hayes, and I know you've heard me on the Pickskin Dispatch talking about football history for years. Well, now I'm on a new mission, a quest to find sports history and other sports, as well as football, by learning through the jerseys and the apparel and the gear that the players wore and the franchises supplied their teams. It's an educational trip, and I'm taking you with me day by day, player by player, uniform by uniform, the Sports Jersey Dispatch. Well, sports friends, this is Darren Hayes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch, and welcome once again to our program. And we have a very special program for you tonight. We're going to start off by talking about uh, our friend uh, Rick Loiza, sent in this great take of one of his favorite uniforms of all time. And then we're going to tie into some history of that team to to carry on with the the whole theme that uh, rick has set out for us so we hope you enjoyed tonight it's going to be the rams in honor of their recent super bowl and some past performances that they had so here's rick starting off with his take
2: This is Rick Lawiza with Basketball History 101. We release a new episode every Tuesday highlighting a story from basketball history. We cover everything from high school, college, and the pros, going back to the invention of the game until now. We are bringing old school basketball to a new school audience. But today, I want to talk about one of my favorite football jerseys. I am a Rams fan going all the way back to the days when they were the LA Rams the first time. They had their training camp in my hometown. And that was a place where you could usually find me and my friends on most August afternoons. It was great to see these guys up close. It was so hard to believe that guys that big could move that fast. But after they left for St. Louis, I continued to root for the blue and yellow. And that is why it was so disappointing when starting quarterback Trent Green went down with a season-ending injury during the preseason in 1999. The new starter was going to be an unproven quarterback named Kurt Warner. We were loaded at every other position, but if we had to rely on the backup quarterback, then we could kiss the season goodbye and just hope that we still had all the pieces in place when Green returned to the lineup. But lo and behold, Kurt Warner threw for over 4,300 yards and 41 touchdowns. He led the Rams all the way to their first Super Bowl victory, and he won the league MVP award. The guy came out of nowhere as a 28-year-old rookie, essentially, and puts up numbers that had not been seen in years. His number 13 jersey holds a very special place for this Rams fan. Many people consider 13 to be a bad luck number, but not me. That number was good luck for the Rams. And I have always been a fan of the Rams uniforms and their color schemes. They were the first team that actually put a design on their helmets with those horn scheme. And they did that back in their Cleveland days when they were the Cleveland Rams. But after the year that they won that Super Bowl, they modified their colors to a deep navy and true gold. And that was always my favorite version of their jersey. And in that three-year window known as the greatest show on turf, Warner threw for over 12,000 yards and 98 touchdowns. He went to two Super Bowls winning one of them. And it was one of the most prolific three-year runs of any quarterback in NFL history. But after those three years, it all started to fall apart. Warner suffered two years worth of injuries and only started seven games during those two years. Other players had moved on or retired. The Rams were no longer the same team they used to be. And Warner looked like he was done as a quarterback, like a shooting star that shines brightly for just a short time. But he got his second chance with the Arizona Cardinals and led them to the Super Bowl in 2008. He was just minutes away from becoming the first quarterback to ever win Super Bowls with two different teams. But the Steelers got the better of the Cardinals that day. But in any case... His Rams number 13 jersey will always be one of my favorite football jerseys of all time. And I know that his story is a popular one of him stocking grocery store shelves at night while he continued to pursue a career in football. And then he suddenly finds himself as a starting quarterback of the Super Bowl champions. It is obvious why they just made a movie about his story. It is a very compelling story. And that is the story of one of my favorite football jerseys. This is Rick Loiza with Basketball History 101. Take care and see you soon.
0: Rick Loaiza the Basketball History 101. Thank you so much for that great take. uh, Going outside of your sport of basketball, talking about some football with Kurt Warner and some great observations on your part. Great uniform. But you really got me inspired here. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rams in honor of them winning a Super Bowl here, Super Bowl 56 this year. And the Los Angeles Rams were originally called the Cleveland Rams. And this was the first successful prolonged pro football franchise in the city of Cleveland, uh, Organized by Damon Buzz Wetzel, the Ohio State Buckeye star fullback in 1936 when they joined the first American Football League. Their main financer and franchise owner was Homer H. Marshman. And they did all right, placing second, uh, but financially tough times hit when the Boston franchise canceled the championship game of that first AFL. Well, the Rams on February 12th, 1937, announced that they were leaving the failing AFL and jumped on board with the NFL. They were a struggling club there too, never doing better than third place. And so in 1941, Marshman sold his rights to the franchise to Daniel Reeves and Frederick Levy. Fortunes changed as they improved and eventually in 1945, won the NFL championship with a rookie quarterback, Bob Waterfield, Hall of Famer, by the way. Well, the AAFC about that time was coming to town, and they had a local man, Paul Brown, as their coach. He was at Ohio State, was at Massillon, which is nearby Cleveland. And he came in with some great innovations and crapped up some great players. And the Rams said, you know what? we really don't want to have this competition in a town. You know, we just won the NFL championship 1945. Do we really want to have a competition with another league and another team and fighting for fans and, hey, let's go somewhere where there is... No big-time professional football. There's some minor leaguers out there. Let's go out with the West, where the NFL had never been before, and uh, they were excited to do so. So they went to Los Angeles and uh, took that team there, that championship team there, and uh, you know had no competition in L.A. And they thrived in L.A. You know, Waterfield was soon given weapons like Tom Fears and Crazy Leg Hirsch. And soon a second-star quarterback was on the roster, Norm Van Brocklin, they had some great success there with the, one of the most potent offices of all time. Later on in the 1960s and early 1970s, there was a great defensive lines, manned by people like Rosie Greer, Merlin Olsen, Fred Dreyer, you know, the fierce and foursome uh, of those teams. And you know, even the Dreyer and Olsen squads afterwards. Uh, the LA Rams even played in Super Bowl 13 with a quarterback named Vince Ferragamo. Uh, and uh, you know some great defensive linebackers with the Youngbloods playing. But in the 1990s, it seems like the fandom of the City of Angels had other attractions to go to other than pro football, so the franchise packed up and moved to St. Louis. In Missouri, they assembled one of the top offenses in football history, the greatest show on turf with Kurt Warner swinging the ball to the likes of Marshall Falk, Ricky Prohl, Isaac Bruce Torrey Holt, as well as Zahir Akeem, and they won the club's first Super Bowl. Then Super Bowl Fifty Six, you know, Twenty Twenty Two had all the magic in when they coupled their great defensive players of Aaron Donald and company with a new quarterback, Matthew Stafford, and they did make the the Super Bowl a few years prior to that. They they unfortunately they lost that, but uh, you know this Twenty Twenty Two team was really uh, the pinnacle of uh, what recent uh, LA football has been all about, and they you know, after they moved back from St Louis back to LA, so. Tremendous uh, history that the LA Rams, St. Louis Rams, Cleveland Rams has had. And like Rick Loiza said, great uniforms. And speaking of their uniforms, did you know that the first logo of an NFL helmet is credited to the Rams by Fred Gurkey, a running back with the Rams on June 18th, 1948, according to a PFRA article written by Peter Wisnowski for the organization's Coffin Corner publication in the year 2000. Gurkey sat down in his garage during the summer of 1948 to paint a yellow lacquer on his team's leather helmets. He didn't realize at the time that he was creating a multi-million dollar business and placing his name in football immortality as well. Peter V goes on to write that it was the blandness of the helmets and uniforms of the time that didn't sit well with the art major Gurky. He toyed with the idea of painting a helmet. Later, after expressing this and urging at the urging of his coach, Bob Snyder, Fred made a pen and ink drawing to illustrate what he would design he would like to put on the helmets. Coach Snyder suggested the halfback paint a helmet with the ram's horns on it and he could present it to the owner, Dan Reeves. Using his skills as a technical illustrator, Fred painted two ram horns on an old college helmet. An intrigued Reeves had reservations about the legality of having an adornment on the helmet and said he would have to check with the NFL. According to Gurkey, the answer Reeves got back from the NFL is, you're the owner, you can do what you want. The NFL doesn't say that anymore, do they? Well, that did it. Dan Reeves commissioned Fred Gurkey to paint 75 helmets at a dollar per helmet each. And the project took Gurkey all the summer of 1948 and history was made to the uniform of all professional teams it spread to the college ranks as well with having those helmet adornments and uh, what a great thing that was so we thank you for joining us here once again on the sports jersey dispatch uh, studying some old history and some learning some new history of just a, a great franchise all around with their uniforms their players and the history they've had of the Rams now LA Rams Cleveland Rams St. Louis Rams Kurt Warner and uh, we thank uh Rick Loaiza, for his contributions today. Make sure you check out his podcast, Basketball History 101, on the Sports History Network. And don't forget to check us out, Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast, on the jerseydispatch.com website. And uh, if you want more football, we have more on the pigskindispatch.com website. Till tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day.